I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. There's a little something left out of 1 Corinthians. Love is complicated. This is the story of boy meets girl. Boy falls in love with girl, marries girl. But then, the girl falls in love with another girl. And boy? Well, he stays in the picture too. We hear a lot more about polyamory these days than we used to but we don't hear enough about how it actually works. The nitty-gritty. How a family gets created out of three people. Well, today we will. I'm Jackie. I'm Paul. I'm Alex. And I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed. Jackie and Paul met when they were pretty young. Jackie had just turned 19. Paul was in his early 20s. Paul and I's relationship started off really normal. We met through work. We started dating. At my birthday party was the first time we ever actually had a conversation. 
and we didn't end up leaving each other's company for three days. Yeah, we we started talking, and we didn't actually, like, neither one of us went home. Well, I guess we ended up It was up like a Friday home, night. But... You came over for the birthday party. We hung out that night. You stayed the night, Saturday, Sunday, and you finally went home Sunday because you had to go back to school on Monday. Yeah, it was, you know, like, when you're with somebody, and all of a sudden it just clicks, and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is what life is supposed to be like. Yeah. From May to July. What was it? Three times I proposed to you before you finally said yes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that month and a half? I told my mother two days after I started talking to you that you were the one I was going to marry and spend the rest of my life with, and I was right. It was the overwhelming feeling of I've never met anyone like her. I've never met anyone that I instantly clicked with and wanted to just always be around. They eloped pretty soon after they started dating. That went over so well with our families. So we had a big wedding ceremony two-ish Two years. years after. And that was fun. We got married at the Strand Theater in Marietta because that's a theater that we had met. We had met there working for a theater company. So, yeah, it was fun and it was colorful. And I didn't have to walk down the aisle because I just came from backstage. But I think it was a pretty, like, normal wedding. Like, I don't think it was. Yeah, it was a way more normal ceremony. I mean, aside from being on a stage, but yeah, that was our lives at the time. It was theater. So, yeah, that was all we did. So that's where we wanted to be. They were married for a few years before they both realized something was missing from the relationship. Jackie and I have clicked every single way possible. We are like twins, except for there was the sexual element. There was just something that wasn't right that was missing. It just, there was something odd about that. I was like, okay, I want to try something different. I just feel like there's something, like, missing. And a good friend of mine, him and his girlfriend are polyamorous. He was talking to me about his girlfriend went on a date with this chick, and he, she was really cool. And then, so, like, he kind of was like, oh, yeah, this is how, like, we do things. And it just, like, clicked. And I was like, this is a brilliant idea. Because it, he was excited that his girlfriend was going to see another chick flick with the girl that she was dating, and he didn't have to go. And I was like, why does everybody not do this? This makes so much more sense. Because then I could go see a chick flick with somebody and not bring Paul. I would love that. Yeah, so that was, like, kind of where it started to kind of make sense. It was a really long process of... Trying other things before we just jumped straight to that. But we did have to go through a lot, like, a lot of different... long... Trials and... Trial and error to figure out what part was actually missing and what what was was something different. And we had tried different things, too. Kind of, like dabbling with like swinging and like trying to like date somebody together and that was kind of weird. Remember the night we set up the Plenty of Fish profiles at the same time next to each other and I got so irritated because you got like 80 messages (laughs) in the first hour and nobody would even look at my profile. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, nope, this is never mind. Just jealous because I'm cuter. Well, yeah, (laughs) but that's why I married you. It's because you're cute. But I realized that I wasn't completely straight or straight for that matter. Jackie came from a really conservative upbringing, conservative family. Being gay when she was growing up wasn't considered an option for her. 
I really started thinking about it a lot more and realizing that I think I had always been gay. It was just something that I refused to acknowledge or refused to even see as a possibility growing up and when I was younger because that's that's just not what you did. You got married to a guy. Like, that's that's how it's supposed to be. And so I never really even thought that was an option until the older I got in my life, the more I started questioning everything in general. So the more I questioned that, the more I was like, okay, wait, I've definitely always been attracted to women. But I guess I was just too afraid to do anything about it. Did you guys ever have any kind of conversation like, maybe now we're going to get divorced because my wife is gay? No. I mean, and I guess that's probably what most couples would do is when somebody would be like, hey, I figured out I'm gay after our marriage, most people would get a divorce. But in my head, that's not exactly a solution to a problem. That's just not solving the issue. I don't know. I guess it would work differently for different people. When I first came out to him, I was really afraid that he'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Bye. And like, but it was never like a, that was always like an irrational fear. I want to spend the rest of my life with Jackie in my life, in whatever capacity that was, being gay and wanting to be in a relationship with a woman didn't change the fact that she's still my best friend and she's still the one I want to spend all of my time with. And we're just adding someone else that, you know, us splitting up was never talked about. I couldn't fathom not living with you or Mm -mm. being part of your life. Everything happened with us on a super accelerated timeline that I mean, you and I were meant to spend the rest of our lives together, be in each other's lives in some capacity. Yeah, definitely. Now, Paul happens to be one of the most open-minded men I've ever encountered. And he had a solution. After I told Paul that I was gay, he was like, well, go meet a chick. And that's how Alex comes into the picture. It's also a pretty good place for a break. Be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville. Talladega. The Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. 
we host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Ever since the early days of their marriage, Jackie and Paul knew something was missing. They tried a lot of different things. They tried swinging, dating other people. And through that process, Jackie learned she was more attracted to women than she was to men. But she still loved Paul. And the two of them really wanted to stay married. So Paul decided to keep an open mind as Jackie began dating women. That's how Alex enters this picture. So Alex and I met on Tinder. Here, wait, I'm going to let her tell you this story. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, we met on Tinder randomly. I never really messed around with the app until I was single after the relationship I got out of. And we matched and ended up meeting each other at a bar here in town, a gay bar called Burkhart's. Well, and that night, too, because I told her, I didn't tell her I was married before. I told her that night that I was married, and she was like, oh, yeah, never mind. And she told me after she left that night, she texted me, she's like, I don't really want to hang out anymore. I don't I don't like this married thing. We're not going to do this. And I was like, that's fair. So she basically told me not to talk to her again. Well, I was like, I don't want to break up a marriage. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be that person. I don't like, but it stinks because I really like her. And then, like, two days later, she texted me back, and she was like, yeah, never mind. Let's hang out again. (laughs) Yeah. A few weeks after that, Paul couldn't get off work to go to a friend's wedding with Jackie in South Georgia. Jackie didn't want to go alone, so she asked Alex to go with her. After the wedding, we went back to a friend's hotel room and hung out there, and then we drove all the way back up to Atlanta and hung out the whole time and had so much fun. After that point, it just kind of happened. Like, we didn't, that's, we, we kind of joked that we don't really know when we officially started dating because we just started not leaving each other. Yeah. It sounds really familiar, right? The falling hard, really fast, not wanting to leave one another's side. With Alex, Jackie felt the same way she'd felt about Paul. With one difference. Clearly I'm gay, and there was just something that I didn't realize that I was missing. That sex with women is so different than sex with men. And I've, yeah, there's so many times that I made the comment, I'm like, I'm like a 12-year-old boy. Because it was sex with Alex was just so different in ways that I didn't even think it could be different. There's always been a lot more sexual chemistry there. Alex and Paul didn't meet for the first month that Jackie was dating Alex. In fact, they didn't want to. But Jackie really wanted it to happen. So one day, Jackie engineered this forced meeting in a parking lot. Alex and I were hanging out, and I told her I had to bring something to Paul or drop something off or something. And so I called him and was like, hey, come downstairs. And I didn't tell him I was with Alex, I don't think. It was just a meeting. It was putting a face to the name that you've heard a lot about. Yeah. I was scared crapless to meet you. (laughs) I kept on, like, wanting to, like, push it off and, like, not do it. (laughs) But 
You kind of surprised it on me. I was waiting for something to explode. I was, like, standing in between them, looking back and forth, like, yeah, this is exciting. This is great. And they're both just like, hey, what's up? And that was it. Like, so deadpan. And then we got in the car and left, and that was it. And I was expecting some, like, fireworks, and there, there were no fireworks. And then that was done. That's like, le- oh, that was yeah, it. legitimately, that's what happened. Like, so we were just like, anticlimactic. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Lots of, like, I was like, oh, my God, am I going to get punched in the face? <laughs> You didn't get punched in the face. <laughs> you told me everything was okay. I just didn't know. They left it like that for a few weeks. Just this chance meeting in a parking lot. Jackie kept living with Paul. She kept dating Alex. Then Jackie asked Alex to help the two of them move into a new apartment. I think that was the first time we actually spent more than just an awkward hello in the parking lot is when she came over to help us move stuff in out of the uh, U-Haul. And that's when something clicked for Paul. He really liked Alex. I got to know your personality a little bit more, and I think I made the comment later to Jackie. I was like, so you just found a female version of me, essentially, is what happened here. You have a better beard than me, though. Their sense of humor is basically the same. They're both just sassy. Thank you. (laughs) Alex and Paul are very similar. They're both a little geeky. They admit this. They're into the same movies. Lots of Star Wars and Harry Potter. They both have an introverted side. Something Jackie doesn't have at all. They even look a little bit alike. I'm sitting here looking at both of them now, and they're sitting the same way in the chair. They've got, they both have, like, tattoos and piercings and kind of this, like, edgy little bit style. And I don't know. Soon after that, Paul gave the go-ahead for Alex to be in their house. It all really happened because Jackie had too much to drink at a bar one night. So after Jackie was too drunk to function, I drove her home, called Alex, and Alex was like, yeah, sure, I'll come to the house and hang out with her. Because Jackie never wants to be alone, ever. So Alex came over to the house, and we kind of, like, just hung out for a few minutes while Jackie was being a drunken fool. And kind of was like past the torch of here, all right, well, you take care of her. And then me and my friends continued to go out and have fun. And I came back and Alex was sleeping in the bed with Jackie. And I just kind of crashed out on the couch. And that was the first night that. It was the first night that you spent the night, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that you yeah. spent the night over at the house. Came back, they were already asleep in the bed. So I just crashed on the couch. <laughs> I knew they were together. I knew they did things. It, for, from my perspective, when I got back, it was like three o'clock in the morning. They were both already asleep. It'd be a real jerk move for me to go wake Alex up, get out of my bed, go sleep on the couch. (laughs) Like, she's already asleep. They're already, like, cuddling, and I don't like to cuddle, so I'm just going to go sleep on the couch by myself. (laughs) I could see it. Everything kind of clicked into place. Once she started dating Alex and I saw how happy she was and how much more at home in her own body and her own skin she was, it was very telling for me that, okay, she'd definitely been not being her true self to herself and I see her happier now than I've ever seen her in my life and that is my ultimate goal it's for her to be happy that's what makes it all worth it for me Alex and I met in October by January you were basically she was basically living with us I would sleep on the couch and Alex would sleep in the bed with Jackie and then we'd swap and then I would sleep in the bed with Jackie and Alex would crash on the couch. So we just kind of like whoever got to the bed first or fell asleep on the couch, like we just were very 
fluid about how it just worked out, and we just shared the space. Was there ever any jealousy or competition for Jackie's affection? No, we've actually never really struggled with jealousy aspect between Alex or I or anything. It's just everything has been very fluid, and as soon as it starts to happen, it feels like this is the way it's always supposed to be. Like, I can't imagine my life being any different than it is right now, or a time in my life when it was just me and Jackie and not Alex feels strange. Yeah. Like, it just, it was so perfect. And Alex and my personalities are very similar. We're pretty much the same person. We just came in different sex. Pretty much. So <laughs> it's why we're, we're pretty much best friends. We get along like we're, we're just family now. And no, we've never – I don't think we've ever had any competition between the two of us. We've no. always kind of been very – Because we are the same person. So yeah. the outcome is going to be the same anyway. We knew people who were polyamorous and saw how their relationships worked and saw how they dealt with things and how – much more natural things seemed. Like, they didn't have to... Nobody got in trouble when they said, oh, wow, do you see that cute girl? It was it was just more natural, I guess. And with any polyamory thing, honesty and openness and communication is the only way any of it works, and we are very open and talk everything out. So, I mean, I think that's why everything goes so smoothly is because we're just... We're always in communication with each other about everything. I don't really... Nothing really changed. Like, a lot of people, like, asked me, like, what was going to happen with them more than what was happening with me and Jackie. I was like, nothing's going to change. They're like, but shouldn't it, though? Like, shouldn't they be, like, getting a divorce or something? Shouldn't he be, like, hunting you, hunting you down to, beat, like, beat you up? Like, <laughs> like all of those responses. I was like, no, we're all just going to make it work together. Like, and we're all going to live together and have our nice little happy life together. They're like, And my friends were just kind of like, eh, okay. They didn't get it, but they were like, okay. A couple of Alex's friends had serious issues with it, but it was one of those things that, like, once they met the three of us together and, like, interacted with all three of us, they were like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, I think that's been anybody that has had hesitations and, like, because this isn't normal even in today's day and age. Like, I don't know many other polyamorous people. So to most people, this is a new experience, but then they see the three of us interact and realize how seamlessly conversation flows and the way the three of us get along that it's – there's no tension. There's no what you would think of adding somebody else to a stereotypical monogamous relationship. And they see us interact and they're like, oh, I get it. You guys are just like one big family. Six months later, all three of them moved into a two-bedroom apartment in the same apartment complex. Alex was like, yeah, this is just happening. I'm not going anywhere, so let's let's get move someplace where I can have a bedroom. The three of them were under one roof. Paul had a bedroom, Alex had a bedroom, and Jackie moved in between the two of them. I usually sleep with Alex because Alex likes to snuggle at night, and Paul gets too hot, and he doesn't let me snuggle him. So I usually sleep with Alex just for that sake. But... Sometimes when Alex drinks, she snores. So then I go sleep with Paul because he doesn't snore. (laughs) So, yeah, it's pretty much Alex has a bedroom. I have a bedroom. And Jackie just kind of floats back and forth and has some of her clothes in my closet for a while, some of her clothes in Alex's closet. Like, to just kind of wherever she feels like landing that night is kind of where she lands. Yeah. Or if somebody goes to bed, like if Paul has to get up really early, I don't want to wake him up. Like, he'll go to bed early, and I don't want to go to bed that early, so I'll stay up with Alex, or vice versa. She has to go to bed really early, 
So I'll sleep with Paul that night so I don't wake her up or she doesn't wake me up in the morning. They did have to find a way to divide chores and duties around the house. At first, they tried a chore chart. And that didn't work. Because somebody's really not good at keeping up with uh, housework. Oh, I, I'm the bad one. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the horrible one. <laughs> she, so it was like Paul and I, just because we'd lived together for so long, it wasn't really easy. We didn't really divide anything up. It was just like if something needed to be done, we did it. Okay. And then trying to fit Alex into that, too. Because um, we'd be like, have you cleaned anything this month? And she'd be like, no. Put away my underwear. <laughs> the dynamic is I'll do the picking up and keep everything, like, put away, and I don't mind doing dishes and stuff like that, but I hate cooking. Alex will generally cook. I'll do the dishes because I don't mind that. Jackie does the cleaning, like the let me get in and clean the bathroom. Like with and cleaning clean products. It, yes, like. I'll keep it picked up, and, you know, on the weekends I clean the floors, but, like, Jackie would go in and, like, the nitty-gritty and get the cleaning done, but I try to keep it picked up. Yeah, Alex does you, the cooking, though, which is, if she does all of the cooking, I am okay with that, because Paul and I both hate to cook. We ate a lot of takeout food when it was just the two of us. We did. Or cheap hamburger helper meals. Yes. Yeah, I don't do that. No, I now know what, like, fresh vegetables taste like. <laughs> that I don't think I know. And I've avoided Brussels sprouts my entire life, but now I love them when Alex cooks them. All of it was working. It wasn't seamless, but no couple, no family life is seamless. No family life is perfect. But their three-person family was about to expand to four. More about that when we get back from a quick break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. 
You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Jackie and Paul had been trying to start a family before Alex even came into the picture. It was, again, one of those things where, like, well, we've been married, so now we have kids. Because, again, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how things move and progress in your life. I'm really glad it did take us four years because in that time, I met Alex. And if I had had a a kid, it would have been very, very different. Paul's always wanted to be a dad. And it was one of those things that once, I didn't really want kids until I met him. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy needs to be a dad. And if he can be a good dad, then I know I'll be okay. So let's have kids. Jackie had been seeing a new fertility specialist for a few months before meeting Alex. It just, it happened to work out that Alex and I were getting to a much more serious point as all of these treatments with the doctors and everything was just kind of lining up at the same time. And I had told her, I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're probably going to get pregnant. Is this something that you want? Is this what you want to be a part of? And she was like, yeah, if if this is the direction that your life is going, I'm going with you. So she stepped into it so just effortlessly. I was in this for the long haul with Jackie. I didn't always want to have kids, so it was kind of an adjustment anyway, but I knew that everything was going to be okay, though. I could do this with Paul and Jackie. They became, like, such a support system with me that I know that, like, even if I freaked out about something, they would would be there for me. That's what family does. Exactly. We started the whole process in March, and it took several months to actually get the process started. We did the IVF, and she got to be there for that whole thing and stick me with needles every day and because I don't do needles, and she had way too much fun giving me injections every day. Yeah. You overreacted with it so much. It hurt. It was smaller than a tattoo needle. <laughs> and I remember Paul and Alex driving up to my work and me sitting in the back room just sobbing because I couldn't give myself the injection, and they had to come up and do it because I couldn't do it, and they got there on time, and then me freaking out that they weren't going to get there on time, but they always did. In July, I did all the medications and the embryo transfer, and we found out in the middle of July that we were pregnant. It was really exciting because we had been through so much to get to that point that I think we all just kind of, I know we just all sat there and just stared at each other and cried for a while because we were like, wow, it actually worked. Most of the conversations were how do we make it to where Alex is treated as an equal parent? That's our main concern. I, I don't think we ever had any hesitation or issues about the three of us raising a kid. I mean, it takes a village. And more people there to love someone, it's only going to help. Brings different perspectives and point of views. Yeah, and you have kids who have like children of divorced parents that are then remarried. And so at that point, you've got two parents and two step-parents raising a kid. And you see families where that works out great and everybody talks and communicates and the child doesn't feel like they've got, that they're split in between this thing. So if you've, if families can make it work that way, then of course we could make it work with all three of us living in one place too. They did a water birth, so I was chilling in a pool for most of it. I think Alex got to cut the cord because I wanted nothing to do with cutting the umbilical cord. Yeah, I got the umbilical cord. Alex was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) 
The three of them quickly found out that dividing and conquering new parenthood was a lot easier with three parents involved. In fact... I've never had, you know, child with just two people. So, like, this is our only experience with three. But our friends that are just, you know, monogamous couples, that is only two of them, definitely tell us that we have a huge advantage having an extra person there, and they're all jealous of that. It's not a big deal at all for Paul and I to be like, bye, Alex, we're going to go hang out. Or, like, Alex and I to be like, yeah, we're going to go watch a movie. You stay here with Kellen. Like, we don't have to find a babysitter at night because he's, honestly, he's just started sleeping through the night. So it makes it so much easier because Paul can stay up with him until midnight or so. And then Alex and I can sleep. And then I'll get up with him for a few hours in the middle of the night. And then I'll go to bed and Alex will be up with him early in the morning or different depending on whoever is working next. But especially just because we've had so many challenges with him sleeping, having three people is the best thing ever because we can all sleep. And we still get like quality time as a couple as well. Like, Paul and I get time together, and then Alex and I get time together. Whereas I feel like most couples, like, when you have a child, you lose out on some of that intimacy as a couple because there's always, now you have a baby that you have to take care of. So we haven't completely lost a lot of uh, that ability to hang out as a couple and worry about somebody watching the baby. Life is triage after having a baby. Nothing else matters but that tiny little human. But eventually your lives do get back into a routine. And that brings up another question that people often have about polyamorous couples. How does their sex life work? So I'm definitely very much still attracted to Paul. But we never had, I wouldn't say we ever had a really, really great, healthy sex life. It was always... There was never sexual chemistry between you and I. No. I don't know if that's the best way to work something. That's just the only way I've come up with. We hit and get along so well on every other aspect of our lives. That was the only thing that just didn't fit seamlessly together. It yeah. always was just a little. And we found ways to be intimate without necessarily sex. It's just yeah, having to find ways that work for us. And I think a lot of couples are like that as far as, I mean, Intimacy is different for every person. For me, it's so much more intimate to lay my head on somebody's chest or do something that means a lot to them. One of the things I was so curious about was whether or not Paul was also eager to find someone outside of his relationship with Jackie and Alex. Someone he did have really great sexual chemistry with. Dated a little bit, it's tough to find a balance between somebody that is okay with my situation and our living situation and how everything interacts and somebody that says they're okay with it but is really jealous on the inside but they liked me and we had a good time so they're like, oh yeah, no, I I can do that. We can try. And then they just really aren't okay with how close Jackie and I are and they don't get it that we can share and it just ends up, it never goes past a couple weeks ever. I'm Still, Jackie is pretty much the only person that I am sleeping with and having a relationship with. I have a Tinder profile, a couple dating profiles, but getting back into dating is, you know, something I haven't done since I was in my early 20s. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't look the way I did. I'm not as confident as I was at that point. So, I mean, dating for me is hard, but I have been on a few dates. If that right person comes along, and I mean, 
the question has been posed to me before, like, what if you fall in love with somebody that isn't okay with this and isn't okay with the whole situation and tries to pull you away? And the simple fact is, is that the perfect person for me is going to be the one that is completely okay with the situation and accepts everything and doesn't try to pull me away. Anybody that I get with that tries to pull me away from this family unit that I have is obviously not the person that I'm going to want in my life so I don't see myself staying in that situation. This is my life. I never want to not live with these two and have this life so I don't see myself getting dragged away from it because the new person that I started to date isn't okay with it. Like the person that I end up, if I end up adding anybody, will be the person that just fits in just like Alex did. Like it was a puzzle piece that has been missing this whole time and now it's there and everything just works. And Paul's dated some people that I've just been like, oh, goodness, please tell me this isn't going to go anywhere. And it never has, like, because they just don't, it doesn't click. They don't work right. Since Kellen came along, I've really been focused a lot more on being a dad. And I take him to daycare in the mornings. I pick him up because it's on my way to and from. So I spend a lot of time with him. And that's kind of, that's what I've been waiting most of my adult life for is to be a dad. So I can date and stuff later after these you know, really fun years when he's two and three. After they moved in together and started to form this family unit, Alex and Jackie wanted to get married. They knew they couldn't make it legal, not in the eyes of the government. But they wanted to do something to make it official, real, for them and their family. You know, just like everybody else wants to get married, unfortunately, Paul and I would have had to legally get a divorce for Alex and I to legally get married. But none of us really think that Marriage has to be super, super tied to the government anyway. Even if Paul and I weren't married, Alex and I wouldn't have been able to legally get married until a few years ago when the gay marriage bill was passed. So, I mean, for me personally, it's a lot more... The ceremony. Yeah, the ceremony of it and the vows that you exchange between one another. Then that's so much more important than the piece of paper that you file down at the courthouse the next day. But yeah, it was great. They went up to this beautiful waterfall in the mountains north of Georgia. Paul stood up in front of the two women as the officiant, and then he married the two of them. Which was incredible for me because it was sort of this great way to unify all three of us. So simple and just relaxed and so much less stressful than weddings usually are. And what did everyone's parents think about all this? My parents didn't understand it until we invited them out to the house for dinner with the three of us. And they saw us interact. And my mom pulled me aside to the end. She's like, this seems like everybody is happy now. Everybody's happier than I've seen them in a while. So it's as long as this is what you want, Paul, then that's I support it. And now they treat Alex as just as much a member of the family as they ever treated Jackie. They call Alex their daughter-in-law as well and yeah, I mean, are just as equally involved in Alex's life as they are in Jackie's life. My dad's the same way as Paul's parents. Like, he pretty much supports me no matter what. He just doesn't want me doing anything, like, stupid. Your parents had the biggest issue with it at first, though, because they were scared you were going to get hurt. Yeah, but that was them just thinking about me emotionally because they assumed that you were like a mistress yes <laughs> instead of actually a part of everything <laughs> it cha- it changed especially once Jackie ended up getting pregnant my 
they both started seeing it completely differently because they saw how involved and committed and how much more I definitely wanted to be a part of this family. And they kind of changed after that. My mom's just a tough person to deal with anyway. <laughs> That's just, she's just my mother. <laughs> Honestly, I think my parents had the hardest time with it. Like I said before, I grew up in a very conservative background. My parents are very religious. My whole family is. I think it was almost harder for them that I was gay than it was harder for them that I was poly. My mom adjusted a lot faster than my dad did. But for the most part, he's gotten to where he'll actually, like, have a conversation with Alex when she's in the room instead of just completely ignoring her. It's been a long process in my family. A lot of conversations and a lot of arguments about it. Having a grandchild was a good kind of push in the direction that they needed to to head but they're getting a lot better. It's definitely a slow process, but they're doing so much better. Do the three of you want more kids? Alex wants to have a baby that is biologically hers, so Alex and I are going to go through the IVF process to have a child between, you know, just another child. But Alex wants to be the one to carry and give birth this time. Going through the whole process with Jackie just was so beautiful, and she talked about how much she just like enjoyed being pregnant, and then this beautiful little baby boy that I got to hold in the hospital like totally just took my heart away and it made me completely change everything that I thought about with childbirth and like the horrors of it (laughs) and like being pregnant and Jackie definitely helped me with that. I feel like it's viewed sometimes as Jackie and I have a relationship and Jackie and Alex have a relationship and that's where it ends. The three of us are a family. I've got just as much of a relationship with Alex as I have with Jackie. We have similar interest in, you know, TV shows and video games, and we play golf on the weekends when we can find time and money and now a sitter for Kellen. I feel a a brother and sisterly bond with Alex in the way of, like, she's family. I'd do anything for her. I would jump in front of a bullet to protect her. She's the one that I laugh and cut up with, and we have the same sense of humor and make the same jokes about Jackie and... We all laugh and it's fun and, you know, there's that element of intimacy of, you know, I can tell when Alex has had a bad day or she's upset because of something that her mother said or some issue that's happened. And, you know, I can be there and, like, show my level of comfort for her and sit down on the couch and pat her head and give her a hug and tell her it's going to be okay. Or we'll go out and have some drinks at the bar and, I mean, we just – it's a little bit of all three. She's – We're just a family. She is a person that I can't imagine not being with for the rest of my life. All three of them say that being in this polyamorous relationship has opened their eyes to what it means to be loved and to be committed. It's made all of their relationships stronger and even more honest. Do you guys think your marriage is better off now? Absolutely. I think so. Yeah. I think it's like I said earlier, that like that desire to hold on to somebody so closely because you're so afraid to lose them, just it suffocates people. It doesn't devalue your relationship with one person because they have a relationship with somebody else. You value the time that you guys spend together and the things that you enjoy doing together more because then you are doing the things together that you legitimately enjoy doing together. And the thing like 
Jackie and Alex, like, going out and going to bars and doing stuff like that. The older I've gotten, the more I'm a homebody and don't want to do that. And that was causing problems with me and Jackie of her constantly wanting to go out and do stuff. And I'm old and I'm tired and tot. I don't want to. I just felt like a really strong bond with both of them almost initially. Like, when I first met Jackie, like, it was just kind of like, holy crap, like, I really like this girl. And then when I first met Paul, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to love you forever. (laughs) (laughs) I think we played golf together in, like, the first three days after we actually met and hung out. Yeah. Like, oh, you like to golf? Teach me how to golf. So we went and golfed. Yeah. I love how her comment was, oh, I really like this girl. She's cool. Oh, my goodness, Paul, I'm going to love you forever. (laughs) Well, I am awesome. (laughs) I love you. He's my bro. At the end of the day, Jackie, Paul, and Alex know that polyamory is confusing to people. And they have to explain it a lot. They don't have a choice. There are a few things they really want people to take away from their relationship. You can question this societal norm that you've been told is this is the only way to live and you have to get married and you have to have babies and you have to do all this stuff. There's no right way to this, the way that People think that there's, you have to, you go up, you, you grow up, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a degree, you meet somebody, you get married, you have babies, you have a career, like in this certain path, you accomplish all these things on a, on a certain timeline. And it's just not, it's not true. There's nothing, there's no reason to feel pressure to fit into this quote unquote normal. It, it doesn't exist. Normal does not exist. Don't stress about putting yourself into this normal little box. I think that's one of the biggest things that we want people to know about our relationship. Who says it has to be one man, one woman in a marriage? Who says it has to be just one couple? Even if they don't understand it, they're at least willing to, after they meet us and see all three of us together, they're at least willing to kind of think about it in a different way. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza, with special thanks to Alex, Paul, and Jackie. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Ramsey Young. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com that's j-o at committedpodcast.com you can grab a copy of joe's book how to be married on amazon or wherever books are sold committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in atlanta georgia for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.